Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we have our usual Friday look at grain markets for the week. And it's a down week with spring wheat falling 70 cents a bushel and canola down $25 a ton. Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo will give his thoughts on the markets and where they're headed next week and beyond. We have a look at Manitoba's crop report. Real Agriculture discusses climate change and meat production. Co-op Hale launches a hailstorm study project. And we have reaction to the Grain Commission putting canary seed under the Canada Grain Act on August 1st. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. Grain markets were showing downward movement this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola dropped $25 per metric ton, while spring wheat futures were down $0.70 cents a bushel this week. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, November canola declined approximately $25 a ton on the November futures. For Minneapolis wheat on the July contract, down about $0.70 cents a bushel. Actually, on Monday was the recent highs for that contract reach about $8.43 and uh, again trading around $7.60 now so quite uh, a large decline on the wheat side from from the highs. So what's pushed down both the canola and the spring wheat? Well a handful of factors. You know first is definitely some improving crop conditions across the Canadian prairies and the U.S., Uh, some rains that uh, have been coming. I'm sure uh, people that are listening in Regina, that's uh, definitely been experiencing that with some of the flooding going on. So definitely weather has been the first factor. Second side of things, there was the USDA report yesterday. To be honest, it was mostly neutral for the soy markets, uh, what has been kind of keeping those markets at bay. However, we are seeing some some selling here on soybean oil limit down here today. So that's pulling canola down, as well as actually palm oil futures have been declining here. So those have been kind of definitely two main factors pulling the canola market down. And on the wheat 
side of things here. Again, seeing a bit of this weather shift has definitely, you know, provided some profit taking here. Having said that, though, wheat still does remain in a solid uptrend here, but that could easily change quite quickly. Any idea how much of an uptrend you might see? Well, when looking at the, let's say, the September futures, because that's going to be the nearby uh, coming up soon here, the July will expire, the high on that contract is $8.23 a bushel, which, you know, we're sitting about 50 cents away from those highs. So you definitely want to see, on a technical standpoint, approximately $7.50 a hold. Um, And then on the higher end, if we can reach above $8, then you know what, that I would say would be positive for the contract. What's the outlook for next week and beyond? Well, next week, again, watching the weather is going to be kind of one of the main factors. Another thing here today to mention is that there has been some news that the Biden administration is weighing options to provide relief to U.S. oil refiners from biofuel blending mandates. So that might be causing some weakness in some of the the corn markets here, and that could spill over on the wheat side. So to watch maybe that for next week, um, and again, on the weather front, like I mentioned. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. Manitoba's latest crop report says 99% of the province's spring crops have been seeded on par with the four-year average. Manitoba Agriculture Crop Specialist Dane Fraze says a few farmers have been forced to reseed due to weather and insect pressures. Emergence has been better for earlier seeded crops, um, almost universally across the board. Those earlier seeded crops were able to access moisture that was available earlier on uh, and able to put on some growth prior to some of the more drying conditions we experienced in later May and into early June. However, um, emergence is is patchy in, in many fields, depending on where soil textures change and sandier soils uh, conduct less water, so crops may be a little bit more stagey on those areas. Phrase says farmers are spraying for weeds and insects this week. Yes, uh, herbicide applications were in full swing, are starting in full swing this week. Um, we're seeing a lot of producers that had to delay herbicide applications just due to the high winds and extremely high temperatures from the heat wave last week. Uh, farmers who did go out and spray were noticing um, crop stress symptoms and seeing some damaged crop afterward just due to the extreme nature of, of the temperature um, factor. In. However, we're also seeing some fairly widespread uh, foliar insecticide applications, namely for flea beetles and a few cutworms. Uh, it's become quite general over the past week as the temperatures warm up and we had some calmer days there. Those are ideal sea beetle feeding conditions. And canola that was up and uh, struggling to grow some roots just due to the lack of moisture was being feasted on by flea beetles. So in some cases, producers were spraying the edges of fields. In some cases, they were on their second or third application. Others threw with a towel and, and uh, opted for a reseed. Fraze says there was varying amounts of rain this past week across Manitoba and pastures in the southwest have been slow to develop. They have been. Right now, cattle are largely outgrazing uh, the level of regrowth that's being put on by pastures. Uh, there are certainly pastures that are facing a number of years of accumulated uh, stresses, and and the lack of regrowth is now coming quite apparent. 
So we're seeing um, cattle herds starting to be reduced, going to auction, um, those sorts of things, in order to accommodate uh, for the lack of, of pasture regrowth. Phrase adds pastures in the northwest are also some of them in poor shape. That's right. Um, been a little bit less damaging for pastures in the northwest, but certainly still less growth than farmers would like to see and what would be ideal. Pastures that are less than five years old and have had good fertility management are typically doing better than those that are have been left uh, to fend for themselves. Uh, so we're seeing some benefits there. Some producers are counting on using green feed to supplement uh, whatever pasture shortfalls may occur. Dane Fraze compiles the weekly crop report for Manitoba Agriculture. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm joined right now by Andrew Friedman. He writes for Axios. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. So you've got a, a story posted at Axios entitled New Culture War, The Meat You Eat. Why, why do you think there is right now, you, you focus at Axios on climate change and environmental reporting. Why do you think right now there is so much focus on meat production as it applies to the climate? And you know, we meatless Mondays, we saw in Colorado, uh, Governor Polis had eliminated meat on a Saturday or encouraged people to do so. Why has meat become this lightning rod? You know, I, I think to some extent it's because we are are now looking for any and all ways that we can reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, you know, now that the Biden administration is in there, now that they are pursuing an all of the above strategy, uh, like an all of government approach strategy, not yeah. all of the above. Um uh, they are having everybody from the agriculture department to the Department of Transportation to EPA uh, looking at, you know, what cuts can we make? And, you know, it, it it's not a far leap to go from, you know, uh, emissions of greenhouse gases to what's on our dinner table. Um, and, it's widely been known for years that uh, eating red meat is, uh, you know, more greenhouse gas intensive than eating vegetables or even eating poultry or um, other types of foods. So I think that what's happening now is you're seeing kind of people wanting to do their individual part in all of this. Uh, even though individual actions are not going to solve the broader problem, it's going to take systemic change and it's going to take government action. But uh, it's one of the areas that people can do on their own and feel empowered in, in doing so. So if you, you know, do a meatless Saturday or meatless Monday, you know, maybe you'll feel like you are uh, contributing to uh, you know, reducing greenhouse gas emissions or at least your greenhouse gas footprint. Now, and, and this is where I think there is um, there, there's some debate and some confusion over, okay, what could you do as an individual 
to to contribute to you know being a part of the solution. And uh, frequently here at Real Agriculture, we talk to Dr. Frank Mittler from UC Davis, and and he's in an article on Brownfield. Uh, this week saying that science shows that if an omnivore decided to go vegan for one year, it would reduce that person's carbon footprint by just 0.8 metric tons of greenhouse gases. So to put that in context, he continues, in contrast, one single transatlantic flight per passenger would be 1.6 metric tons of greenhouse gases. That means you have to go vegan for two years to make up for the emissions that are put out when you fly to Europe once. Uh, what, what does that tell us? You know, it, it tells us that uh, there are much bigger components of your greenhouse gas footprint than just uh, your diet. Um, it, but it all adds up. Um, you know, I know people in the climate community who gave up flying years ago because they did the calculations of what is their biggest uh, contributor to uh, CO2 emissions, and they realized, well, it, it it's flying, be it business travel or or a couple personal trips per year. You know, there's this famous scientific paper years ago looking at each cut in greenhouse gas emissions, each slice as wedges on a pie. Yep. Um, and if you think about it that way, going vegan or you know just reducing your red meat consumption, for example, uh, would address maybe a, a relatively small slice, but a slice of it. But it really tells you that systemic changes need to be made. Like you can't do this all on your own by going vegan. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, 10 to 20 millimeters of rain, ending late this afternoon, then cloudy. Wind west 50, gusting to 80. The high today, 17 degrees, the low 8. Saturday, mainly sunny, wind west 30, the high 23, the low 8. Sunday, sunny, the high 28, the low 15. Monday, sunny, the high 33, the low 18. Tuesday, sunny, the high 36, the low 19. Wednesday, the high 33 degrees, the low 14. Thursday, sunny and windy, the high 24. Normal high for this date is 23. The normal low is 9. The sun rose at 447 this morning. It sets at 909 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Yorkton, at 18 degrees. The cold spot is Collins Bay at 7. And Esteban is 12, Saskatoon 16, Swift Current 14, Weyburn 12, Yorkton is 18. Light rain in Regina, and it's been raining all night and all day, and heavy at times. Streets are really running, and as you've probably heard on the news, there have been underpasses flooded. So there's a lot of rain in southern Saskatchewan today. Certainly good for the crops. Winds are from the west-northwest at 38, gusting to 53. Humidity is 96%. The barometer dropping 100.4.
Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 14. Winds are from the west-northwest, 46, gusting to 67. Once again, Regina, light rain in 13. That's 55 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Regina-based Co-op Hail has partnered with Winnipeg-based WeatherLogics for hailstorm data sharing in 2021. Co-op Hail CEO Murray Battle says farmers will benefit from improved awareness about hailstorms across the province. For us, it, it gives us an opportunity to have uh, better detail come out of uh, radar, uh, for one, for, for checking on hailstorms and being able to provide that information to our adjusters that will go out in the field. We'll have advanced knowledge, let's say, of maybe the type of hail or the type of storm that it was. Uh, we still have to put an adjuster in the field, but really it comes down to uh, giving us information that is that we would have better advanced than just what Environment Canada provides to us on on the actual, uh, on their site. So for us, that's what it provides. For us, we're providing information back after we complete those claims with WeatherLogic so that they can study to see the type of hail that we find that our adjusters find that match up with those storms. So, so they're, they're looking at it more, probably more from a study side and we're looking at it for that. It gives us uh, information that we didn't previously have quick access to, and they give us access within a day or so of the, of the actual storm. So we're able to start to see what the, what the storm was like. How do farmers benefit? You know, farmers benefit, I guess, at least we have maybe some pre, you know, we have some pre-knowledge of what we're going into um, as far as the damage will be and maybe where to start. A lot of times for us, it's uh, how we plan a storm and uh, how we work with that storm and where we put our adjusters and um, how to process it. So, and you know, for other other parts of that for us is it also helps in determining uh, often throughout the year, we'll get farmers who send in a claim to us later and they really don't know when it stormed. And hopefully with some of that technology, we'd be able to track that down. Now, it's early in the growing season, but have there been many hailstorm claims yet? Uh, we had some. We had hail on the weekend up in the Landis Unity area, uh, and from the producers that have called in, uh, I guess some of it had was fairly severe. But again, it's on young crops, so you know whether there is there's usually good recovery out of out of early crop damage. But uh, you know there can also be really severe when the plants are very small, just coming out of the ground. So uh, we'll guess we'll we will get to those in the next couple of weeks to start to look and uh, see what kind of recovery if any there is. What size of hailstones and how many claims in total? We got three out of the area because it's just early into the buying season already but primarily you know from what we can see from the the information that WeatherLogix actually provides us uh, it was anywhere from a 5 to a 30 millimeter type stone so you know that would be like probably from tiny pea size up to some of the stuff was into the loony and toony size. 
Uh, what about hail storms throughout the growing season? I've heard some numbers that uh, it's fairly common throughout the prairies. Oh, yeah. I mean, June, we start, we see these early storms. Uh, you know, last year, of course, Calgary was was horrific with an early June storm. Um, we do see some severe weather, and I mean, you know, we had really hot weather last week, so that all you start to need is some humidity moving into that. But once we hit July and August, storms are almost a daily event in the province. Murray Bantle is the CEO of Co-op Hale in Regina. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And SMHI, landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, Farmers Insuring Farmers. Canary seed will soon be designated as an official grain under the Canada Grain Act. Starting August 1st, the Canadian Grain Commission will add canary seed to the list of official grains. One of the benefits will be payment protection through the Grain Commission's Safeguard for Farmers program. Kevin Hirsch is the Executive Director of the Canary Seed Development Commission of Saskatchewan. It's been discussed by the, the Canary Seed Commission and the Board of Directors there off and on over the years, but really what drew it to a, a head was in 2019 and the failure of Ilta grain and canary seed producers went unpaid for a couple million dollars worth of canary seed. So following that, at the, at the annual meeting of the Canary Seed Commission in January of 2020, the, the board put forward a resolution saying that we should formally ask the federal government and the Canadian Grain Commission to put canary seed under the Canadian Grain Act or the Canada Grain Act and afford it the same protection, payment protection as other crops. So that, that brought the matter to a head. People couldn't vacillate on it or you know, shrug and nobody proposed a motion. There was a motion there to be considered and we had the commission come and give a presentation about what this would all mean and we had a recorded vote and overwhelmingly producers voted in favor of making a, a formal request. The Green we get it done by August 1st, 2020, but we will endeavor to get it done by August 1st, 2021 and it's uh, good to see that it appears to all be in place. Hirsch explains farm reluctance to have canary seed placed under the Grain Commission. Yeah, you might look at it and say, what's the downside? And why, why wouldn't you have that or ask for that? And there was, a, there was a couple of things that producers would bring up. One is that this is a cost to buyers to have the bonding provisions put in place. It's difficult to estimate that cost, but there is a cost there. And, of course, that end up being passed on to growers through lower prices. So that was one argument. The other thing is that canary seed tends to trade with very few grading restrictions. It's not, it's not a, no grades established by the Canadian Grain Commission and everything works quite well. And people were worried, oh, as soon as the Grain Commission gets involved, there'll be grades and we'll be messing around with a bunch of the same problems we are with other crops. Uh, so those are the two main arguments. But the, the Grain Commission has worked and, and consulted with the industry and, and really they have grading standards, but it, it shouldn't really deter commerce from happening. As long as you don't have canary seed that has mouse droppings in it or has a whole bunch of heated seed or a bad odor to it, there should be you know, no, no problem with it. That, that, those things were in place you know, even before the Canadian Grain Commission got involved. They're just sort of common sense. 
the only area that might make a difference is an official dockage determination because there were producers that complained they didn't agree with how dockage was determined on their canary seed samples and now that's uh, standardized under the Canadian Grain Commission regulations and and open to uh, subject to inspector grade and uh, uh, with the Canadian Grain Commission should you want to dispute a, a dockage amount. So that's kind of the, the gist of uh, trying to get the producer concerns taken care of so uh, they weren't didn't mind to have canary seed under the Grain Commission. Kevin Hirsch is the executive director of the Saskatchewan Canary Seed Development Commission. Saskatchewan accounts for 95% of Canadian acreage and production as well as about two-thirds of global production. Average annual production of canary seed in Canada over the past six years was just under 150,000 metric tons. One of the world's largest meatpacking companies now admits it paid the equivalent of $11 million ransom after it was the victim of a recent cyber attack. It's believed the same group of hackers based in Russia that also launched a cyber attack on a U.S. pipeline company last month was responsible for the attack on JBS. Cyber attack involves getting into a company's computer system, most likely through an email attachment that someone opens by accident, and the program then spreads throughout the company's computer. Once in, certain data is blocked or computers refuse to function properly. The hackers then demand payment to have the system unlocked. The attack on JBS nearly two weeks ago forced a number of its plants to shut down, including the plant in Brooks, Alberta. Shifts were cancelled for a day and a half there until the situation was rectified. U.S. officials are now pouring new resources into preventing future attacks like this, issuing a warning this week that no company is safe. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork, Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more. Visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement. Canola fell 26.40 at 707.47. Oats declined $10 at 206.53. One red spring wheat went down 659 at 314.26. The rest all unchanged. Durham, 317.83. Feed barley, 264.65. Flax, 701.94. Lentils, $749. Yellow peas, 337.76. Feed wheat, 238.84. On the Minneapolis Exchange, spring wheat fell 11 and a quarter cents at 764 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of June the 9th. 360 head in the sort, 515 cows and bulls, a total of 875 head for the week. This was our last pre-sort of the spring. At this time, I would like to say thank you to all of the Heartland staff for all of your hard work. We finished our 38th pre-sort sale. A job well done to you all. Thank you. What a sale we had on our bulls, cows and bulls here yesterday. D1, D2 cows, 98 to 108. Sales to 109, 110. D3 cows, 88 to 98. The cows are averaging 99.50. Had a set of cows in Buchanan area, 1,600-pound cows at 110.75. Another set from Camsack, 1,600-pound cows at 111. And a set of cows from Dauphin area, 1,700-pound cows at 112. 
Good bulls, 108 to 118, sales to 119, 120. A couple of bulls from the Kenora area, 2,400 pounds at 123.75. On to the pre-sort sale. 425-pound steers, 249. 500-pounders, 243. 550-pound steers, 238. 650s, 225. My favorite pen, 710-pound steers, 204. 775-pound steers, 202. 850-pound steers, 185. And 950s at 171. On the heifer side. 550-pound heifers, 185, 650s, 178, 710-pound heifers at 175, 775-pound heifers, 165. Here's some black replacement-type heifers, 850 pounds at 162. Starting next week, our regular sale starts, which means receiving on Tuesday from 8 to 8, and on sale days, we start off at 8 in the morning selling cows and bulls, and at 11 o'clock, we sell the pairs. Next week, we have 40 cow-calf pairs listed. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. And don't forget about Father's Day weekend. Treat your dad. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And the latest pork prices for Saskatchewan, both Brandon Moose Jaw Plants, 249.61 cents per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Perry Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. Crop Pro Consulting is opening a new office in Yorkton. Chris Hawkins is Crop Pro Sales and Communications Manager. He says the company has been in business since 2003, working out of the NACOM office but seeing major growth in Yorkton. Hawkins describes Crop Pro Consulting as offering various farm services. Well, Crop Pro Consulting is an agronomy company, and we specialize in variable rate services using our SWAT Maps technology. So it's a patented process where we can help farmers be much more efficient with the use of their inputs, particularly fertilizer and seed. But we are also getting into better technology in the area of weed identification. So SWAT CAM is a new product that we'll be introducing to the market in the future. And actually, it's in testing right now. So we're very excited about what that brings. And we also work with weather stations and soil moisture probes. And we've developed what's called a SWAT water layer. So we can actually help farmers identify how much water there is in various different areas of their field based on the data they receive from moisture probes. So we do a whole lot of good stuff in the area of variable rate. The Crop Pro office opening is in Yorkton. On the markets, the TSX is up 90 points at 20,139. The Dow has fallen 105 points at 34,360. Well, is up 80 cents at 71.09 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has fallen 46 one-hundredths of a cent at 82.21 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.